Hi, welcome back to Heavy Hole. I'm Tom. And I'm Big Will, a.k.a. Uncle Buck. And tonight in studio, we have friend of the show, Justin Walland. Hello, Tom. Hello, Will. How you doing, brother? Very good. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. So, tonight on Heavy Hole, along with the usual towards the end, we're going to talk some albums and stuff, but we, we were talking about tour. We're going to go on tour tonight. Yeah, we started having conversations about tour stuff. Just Well, well why not record it? Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to talk about the stuff you should bring on tour, the, the stuff you shouldn't bring home. <laughs> 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 yeah, all that shit. Yeah, and and uh, and and, uh, and and everything in between, man. Yeah, this is gonna be our, our first self help episode. This is for bands. If you yeah. know someone with a band, point them this way. Yeah, what You're gonna get experience? What what gave me the idea was um we had, we had Chris uh, from Pyrexia on and interviewed him last episode, and we were t- I was taught I was thinking about the, the tour that I was on and uh, the the young man Ethan that was filling in for vocals for the last uh, two weeks of that Pyrexia tour it was his first time on a big long road trip, man, and um, I sent him a list, uh, same list that I sent Tom Anderer from Buckshot Facelift when he filled in for for us with Artificial Brain, man, because he had been a long time since he's been on the road, man. Right, a and little one- context helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I made a little list, and it's a little list I keep for myself before I go, man. And and the top thing I included was soap. Bring your own soap so that you don't have to share the same soap as the whole band when you guys share a hotel room. And there's that one little bar of soap in the wrapper that's like half the size of a regular bar of soap. And then you buy the you, you're like say you're like the third or fourth guy waiting for the shower when you get in there, man. You don't want to use that soap. It's like you're a done. pencil shaving. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. It's it's nasty, man. It looks like a mint with a piece of hair on it, man. Or you don't shower. That was my technique. Yeah, well, so I'm, wanna... I'm a big dude, man. I'm a big, fat, hairy dude. We can't get away with that not showering for too long, man. We already take up too much space in the van, man. For those of you at home, uh, Justin and I were in a band called Ultrageist. We did some touring. We did a lot of cool things. And Justin and our singer Gabe, they did this thing where they tried to get the blackest feet possible. Huh. Yeah, it was easy summer, for Gabe because yeah. he was already black. Yeah, so he, I had, he inherently I, has the advantage. I had to play weeks of catch-up. Yes, where I'd be prepping the foot. I always, uh, I always equated it to uh, there was a feud between Jerry Lawler and Bret Hart. It was called a kiss my foot match back in the day. Ooh. <laughs> so the the weeks leading up to that match, uh, Jerry Lawler would film these vignettes where he's just stepping in cow shit and just you know farming, doing yard work, just barefoot. And he's like, Brett, you're gonna kiss my foot. And Gabe, Gabe, Gabe was my Brett. So I every show was barefoot uh, in on the dirtiest rugs in like Providence, Rhode Island, Ooh. and like, and it was pretty good. And I didn't. The f- I didn't get the plague or the, or the trench foot or anything like that, so it really <laughs> lucked out. So it was all in good fun. Let me ask you this though, because I I, I perform barefoot some of the time, but some, but uh, something I've watched over the years is I look at the floor of these venues because yeah. I'm afraid of being uh you know thousands of miles from home, maybe outside of a city, you know, there's no hospital anywhere, and I got like a big piece of glass in my foot or something. Do you look at the floor, man? Nah, you know, you guys were a little younger when you were on the road. That's than right, I, yeah. Know, than I am now, too, man. So you're kind of like kind of balls to the wall. A little more, yeah. Do little, it, yeah, yeah, man. A little more invincible. Way drunk, and the hair is in the face, so you can't really see. Yeah, yeah. Much, I don't have the hair. Not sure what's going on. Wow. Uh, just let it ride, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just step on the glass, bro. The, the biggest danger yeah. usually came from uh, swinging instruments of my other band members. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, we, we went a little wild. And by we, I mean just like you and Gabe. You and Gabe, yeah. I, caught, I wasn't wild. I caught a bass guitar to my head twice in a row. There was a band called the Yin Yang Contrast. 
that came down to Brooklyn years ago and opened up for, for my old band Biolich and I caught the, a bass guitar right to my head the bass just jumped off stage and then he went back on stage and I'm just thinking to myself well he's not going to do it again and he did it right again and wailed me on the head again oh, like no. like the next riff yeah yeah I'll never forget that man and, and then uh, Tom Andrew once wailed me in the head with his bass guitar in the F room at their rehearsal studios during a rehearsal rehearsal yeah this, yeah. I, I had to talk to him I had to pull Tom aside one time and be like dude at rehearsals just you know I know you're into it man I'm, I'm so happy you're enthusiastic but don't whip the bass the bass guitar around like we're playing a show and shit and you're fighting the crowd off you know yeah, yeah. they usually yeah. say don't go to sleep after that you know you gotta stay up in case you're concussed yeah but the problem with me is i'm get, i'm all tired when tired, i get hit in the yeah. head i'm going out <laughs> i just got hit in the head i gotta take a nap exactly. <laughs> it's <been> a long day <laughs> yeah i i got i got uh, at my day job Working with people who have uh, different disabilities and such. One time, a, a young man threw a ceramic pot, flower pot at me and like whirled it in the air. And uh, and it smashed over my head like in the cartoons. And I had to get like staples in my head. And um, they didn't. Jeez, they, I was man. back to work in like two days, Sad man. Dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I yeah, But they told me not to go to sleep. You're right. They said that, man. I remember you that, try get in that, that one man. night when Gabe um, in our other band... Uh, which was unfortunately named an autopsy. Mm-hmm. Um, that it got a little wilder then. And Gabe used to play bass before he was the vocalist in Ultra <clears throat> Guys. And the man can uh, perform with a bass. Yeah. Do you remember the fuel of that night though? That Hawkeye whiskey, only brewed in, in Iowa. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sounds uh, like good stuff. It's like uh, eight dollars for like a gallon. Yeah. It was good. It was good. I didn't drink any of it. Drink a lot of it. You guys. That was great for us. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a spectator sport. <laughs> yeah, for for me, I mean, I think I was hungover from the night before, and I just couldn't yeah. do it. But like, yeah, Gabe went fucking wild in this place. In uh, we were in Nebraska, in Omaha. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Gabe did some crazy shit, and he almost cut Justin's head off. The yeah, headstock. I didn't know until the singer kind of like shook me. He was like, "Dude, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm riffing. Like, I'm having a great time. Like, what's what's going on?" He's like, "Look," and I look, and the guitar I was borrowing from Tom because I couldn't afford my own guitar. <laughs> it's just covered in blood, the whole fretboard. And I was like, reached to my head, and it was just red. And I was like, "This is pretty badass. Let's just keep going. Like, everybody's having a good time." Well, I think Gabe might be part. Native American. I think he was trying to scalp you. He was. Yeah, yeah. he was definitely trying to scalp. He was for fun. Yeah. For fun. <laughs> All right. So touring. Back to soap. What do you need besides soap? What What else is on your list? Number two well? on the list. Uh, number two on my list for tour was um, a garbage bag for your dirty laundry because I I get I go on tour sometimes with with bandmates of mine and this, and the dude will wear the same t shirt and jeans for like two weeks. I don't get it, man. I. I'm on by the before we even leave New York City. I got like three old pairs of underwear in a bag, man. Like, I'm, I'm changing clothes, man. I'm, I'm sweaty after every show, and then you got to have your tour clothes, so you got to have like your shirt picked aside that's that you're gonna wear every night on stage to rep your band or what your favorite friend's band or whatever, man. And that shirt's gonna turn into like salt marks and stuff you know what i mean man i don't get these guys that just wear the same thing every day i got a whole system of dirty laundry and the shirt i'm gonna wear the next day so it could be a little stinky and then i got uh arid spray uh deodorant man spray deodorant is big or, or you know cologne is too much man when you're in a van 
with a bunch of other people. And the guy that's spraying cologne on himself to hide. No, or the axe deodorant spray is too strong. Man. Yeah, he's out of the band. Yeah, too, too strong. Done. Yeah, it's yeah. too so, strong. So man. how uh, how often on the road would you stop and do laundry? Like, would it be a coordinated effort with everybody? Like, did you get everybody on this plan? Or? No, it's it's more like a luck of the draw. It's like it might happen, it might not. Because we would. I mean, I know some people stop and do laundry at a laundromat or something, but we're not that coordinated. We'll like we'll we'll stop and crash at someone's house. Some lo- some very you know nice person that we're fortunate that they'll let us do laundry and crash on their floor and whatever. And then it's like a free for all. I still got a pair. Oleg uh, Oleg Zalman from Artificial Brain. I still got a pair of his underwears in my in my house because <laughs> we all did a community. The last tour when we toured with, with Artificial Brain Demolich and um, Blood Incantation, we got this hotel room in Florida that had a washing machine, and we tried to do a big community laundry because everyone had crazy dirty laundry and no laundry left. And then we had to get out of the room real quick at some point, like like earlier than we thought the checkout was, and we had to leave with like a garbage bag full of half wet laundry that that was like <laughs> right, right out of the dryer. And then we pulled up to the venue, and we, I remember we had the trailer open, and I had all the underwear and socks and t-shirts and everything up in the trailer. Yeah. After we loaded out the drums and gear and it still didn't dry man so i just brought this bag of laundry home and dried it and i still i still got a pair of this kid's drawers up in my house man it's crazy it's death metal lifestyle yeah we used to do the hang dry in the trailer a lot for sure yeah Yeah. i don't know if you remember i I, there was some sweaty shirts that i really liked and i was i would want to wear them the next day and uh, i would take mouthwash and kind of just spritz the mouthwash on it you know like uh you put your thumb over over the top of it just like never never thought that never thought squish it in Bring it out. Make it. Did you ever see that happen? I, I, oh. I don't. I also don't know. As a qualifier, I don't know if that's advice or a story. <laughs> it's both. It's yeah. a little, it's a little <laughs> both. It might, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's you know, how to like, work out. How to, how to, <laughs> <are you> both, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still here. I'm here to tell the story. <laughs> are the shirts still here? <laughs> the shirts are not still here. So you don't really smell each other too much on tour. You get used to like the mm. the smell of shit. It kind of like more congeals. for other people, you know. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I never really yeah. picked up on anyone's smell that much. You know, I couldn't tell you about any one person. <clears throat> well, I, I could tell you about how one person's feet smell. But that's more like a, a an athlete's foot situation that develops on the road sometimes. You ever get that where the one guy's feet smell like cheese for yeah. like longer than a day or two and you got to break it to him like, bro, you know, you got to go get the um, tough actin' tough actin' or something the, like that. Because like, yeah, 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 the van after like, it, it's it's different. Like the Pyrexia tour van, man, those guys, it didn't stink that bad. But the artificial brain tour van, when we go away, smells like old salami. Again, before we're out of New York City, I got a bag full of dirty laundry, and the van smells like an old butcher shop or something. It's crazy, man. But then there'll be that day where, like, you know, one dude is asleep in the back with his shoes off, and everyone's like, you smell that, I smell that. And it's like, it smells like like a rotten cheese, you know, curdle <laughs> yeah. or something like that. And it goes on for a day or two, and you and like, and he's like, no, I did take a shower. And you're like, no, it's it's not, you know, it's more more than soap and water to kill this yeah. thing you got going on, bro. You got to scrub. You got to take yeah. some of the skin off. You guys take ever a, been in a van with someone where that happens to them? Um, no, nah, not with the cheese of the foot. Yeah, two different individuals, two different bands I've been in. I'm not oh, going to wow. name them off and put them on the spot. But yeah, it happens, man. It's like a foot fungus you get sometimes, I think, from not changing. I think it's from not changing your socks. I'll what? name someone. Yeah. Uh, the juicer kind of smelt. He did. Yeah. 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 He, well, he, he smelled he from the smells, inside. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a rotten individual. Well, <laughs> but well, that brings me to one of the other items on the list, though. Spare socks. Change, yeah. change your socks, bro. Yeah, man, changing your socks is great. I change my socks 
two or three times a day sometimes. Two times a day at the minimum, and then there's there's the three change days, man. I just throw them in the basket, keep it moving, man. I do laundry once a week, man. Is that like one it's of good. those things where you just get the fresh packs and you throw them out? Because no, no. If you, if you got a little extra spending money... No. It's not a bad way to go. Disposable I, socks. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's the Damon like Dash that. method with the t-shirts. That's what Damon Dash uh, did with the t-shirts from Rockefeller Records, the white tees. But no, I just have a whole lot of socks because what some of the artificial brain guys did and and still, I guess, do on tour is like they'll they'll bring a bunch of drawers on tour and socks and they'll throw them out as they go along. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they have the fresh pack or whatever. But but I, I I I can't throw something away unless it's old and raggedy, man. I gotta you know keep it keep it going. So like I have all these socks that I buy for tour, and at home I just have tons of socks. So I come home from work, I change the socks. I, I come home from from recording this tonight. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna change my socks. And sit up and listen to death metal in my house. You got to change. So when you're on the road, <laughs> but it's more important when you're on the road because you're playing shows and you're crashing a van. Maybe you don't shower for 48 hours and you're wearing the same pair of socks and the fungal growth ensues. And now everyone's smelling this rotten shit. It's it's terrible, man. Yeah, so you got to bring extra socks on the road. And, ch- and dude, when you're like on the road and you, you feel dirty, nasty, you just played your set, you're worn out, changing your socks feels like heaven. Never knew that. Great. Yeah, never knew that joy. Change your socks. Ask anyone. Not that I've been in the military, but it's something I heard from my father and other people I know in the military. They, they say a lot of people say when you when you change your socks, it's like... It's, it's, it's like bliss, you know, because because those guys are always uh, walking around in boots and marching and stuff. I feel that. I have a question uh, related to the laundry. Um, so it was a pet peeve of mine whenever we went on tour that um, uh, the people in our band that packed like luggage suitcases, like they were going on vacation for for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, your big giant, like you could fit like a fifty inch TV in these goddamn bags, and like, and and we're hauling them around, you know, to like yeah. get them out of the way for the amps and stuff. And I know you and I, we were really much on the same page. It was Tiny little yes. duffels only, or like a little tiny bag, a backpack, backpack. yeah, pillowcase maybe. Backpack for, for two weeks, like no yeah. problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. you stuff your extra clothes in the pillowcase. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you? Uh, what was your packing situation? Well, I, I got you? a, I got a duffel bag. It's a, it's, it's. I mean, you could bring it on airplane, so it can't be that bad. Um, it's, it's, it's fairly big, like a medium sized duffel bag, and I fit everything in that. Man, it's packed out. And on some tours, I've brought my sleeping bag because i bring a roll-up sleeping because i was telling you guys earlier before we started recording that like we did a thing our first tour we were in colorado in the winter uh in like late november early december and and another thing we always do on the road we could talk about that too is one guy always sleeps in the van when you get a hotel room or you crash at someone's house somebody one or two guys always sleeps in the van because we've had situations where somebody rolls up on the van and you know especially if you got a trailer man that's that's easy money yeah. Um, but, uh, but I was, I was sleeping in the van with Sam from artificial brain. He was in the back and uh, on the, on the, on the, on the bench and I was in the front of the bench and, um, and that, that dude's, that dude's uh, like crazy tundra guy, man. He could sleep, he could probably sleep in his drawers in the ice and it wouldn't bother him. He's, he's, he slept in some pretty cold situations and he just, he's a rugged guy, but, but, um, I had this sleeping bag my dad gave me and, and it was like, if you let a, a, a square inch of the sleeping bag open, it would, you'd feel like frozen to the core, man. It was so cold up there in Colorado. That sleeping bag saved my ass. Sleeping bags and like, uh, I bring like two or three thermal shirts like little like layering, man. You really learn the importance of layering, showers, and sleep if you go on like a tour and you're away from home for a few weeks, man. Like, you gotta sleep. I mean, yeah. I I was I was a big fan of the overnight driving shifts because yeah, like yeah, I'm just yeah. that guy. You know, I need to be doing something. I like to drive the most. I was like, give me the keys, give me the keys. That's good. Eventually, yeah. Justin started stealing the keys. Yeah, for me, so, yeah. and, like you know, it was a joke to him, and I'm like, hey, you know. when we first started touring, I didn't have my license, but I would sit. 
you know, in the shotgun with Tom driving, just yeah. keeping him awake. That's good, though. And learning, good. learning yeah. all of Tom's methods to stay awake. But he loved the overnight drive. And I, I, I couldn't yeah. say anything, so I'd stay up with you. You eat corn nuts the whole time. <laughs> you get a gallon of water, it's, and you allowed. drop a five-hour energy in that. You kind of sip it slow. See, I, I, <laughs> I, I love you guys that do the overnight because I'm not the overnight drive guy. I don't like to drive them. I'll, I'll do, I do my shifts, okay. and when it comes time for me to, uh, like, we have a whole rotation um, when I go on tour, man. So, like, we, you know, when you're going to be driving overnight ahead of time, so you, you know, you, you know, not to drink and take a nap beforehand if you have to or whatever. Oh yeah. And I drink my Monster Energy drink, and I drive the guys crazy until they fall asleep because I click through the radio stations. It's like it's like a uh, a little click I have, man, where it's like it keeps me awake, and I'm just always trying to find the next like short attention span thing, man. Every once in a while, I hit on some music I like or something, or some college station that plays hip hop. Like like we were in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> I drove I drove from uh, no Mesa, Arizona, to Las Vegas in uh, I, I wish I knew exactly how many hours it was, man, but it, it was short, dude. I, I I killed that that shit overnight, man. I drove straight through, only stopped for gas once or twice, man. Amazing. And it was mm. and the first like two or three good. hours that set me off were um some hip hop show in Mesa, Arizona on the college radio station where they were playing all like all East Coast nineties stuff that I knew, man. So I was out there, yeah, I was yeah. vibing, it was great, man. Night drives are fun if if you're if you're awake. <laughs> dude, I, we were I all about it. it. Then like when we started touring and I was able to drive, like I yeah. we would fight about it. Like we yeah. get angry at each other. Like, yeah. like now yeah. you're not fight over you're the keys. Not driving yeah. I'm going overnight. I had this thing I would do too, That's like cool. I would get most of the way to the destination and stop at a truck stop. And since we we would travel with like seven people. The van was packed out. Like there was nowhere to lay down, and Amazing. like Justin could sleep sitting straight up. Uh, and it was it was anywhere. awesome to watch because yeah. he just like you know he's like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna be awake with you, and he he is for a while, but he falls asleep. So then I'm like okay now I got an hour. I gotta find a place to stop. So I'll go to a truck stop and then I'll get on the roof of the van. Huh. And sleep there, and wow. it was honestly, it's refreshing because I can I can stretch all the way Fresh out. You know? yeah, I'm six yeah. three. I think you and I did that the most. Is like we would we would opt for the most uncomfortable spots to sleep, yeah, just to cut the tension. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, because everyone's fighting for shit, and we're like, we're we're young. So I would sleep over like across the dashboard, yeah, because I fit. <laughs> and you'd be on the roof, and it's fine. I can't play, dude. Look at the size of me, man. You put me in those vans. <laughs> Like, 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 I can sleep on the bench, you know, no problem. I'll do that every night if I have to, man. But, like, when uh, when we did the tour, we were open up for uh, Black Dahlia Murder and Goat Whore a few years ago, man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sick we, tour. Yeah, that was one. It was, it was a great tour. It was a lot of fun for us. But one thing that we learned the hard way from that tour was planning out how we're going to pack out the van. And maybe we should have gotten a trailer or, or done whatever. Maybe, I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and go, but if the other guys hear this, you know, you know I'm not going to sit here and, and pick straws what we should have done. But, but we that? ended up um, with only enough room for each guy to, to sit up uh, in the van. Oh. And then, and then there was all the gear and the bags and stuff like that. So there was never any point where any one person could lay down on one of the benches. And we did a whole, I think it was three or four week tour all across the United States like that. And um, and we didn't even get hotels every night. There were nights where we would just drive. At that point in the band, uh, we weren't as as coordinated and organized with the driving routine. So John, the one guitarist, John LaCastro, he would be driving 90% of the time, most of the time. And and he would just pull over when he was tired, and we would all just sleep sitting up, man. And I had, like, 
I would be walking around <laughs> crooked, like somebody hit me in the back with a bat, man. I would get out of I would get out of that van, and people would be staring at me at the gas station until I straightened up a little bit, man. Because it's t- I can't sleep sitting up in those vans. It's tough, man. You know what I mean? Like at least it was equal, and that's why communism sucks. It's yeah, suffering, man. Suffering they the they same. were not thinking about death metal bands touring in vans when they um when they wrote the communist manifesto. It, if no? you have a good night in merch, you go to disposable socks instead of the. Uh, Instead of motel room. That's very yeah, true, yeah. That's, that's toasties. For, yeah. <laughs> like they remember toasties with the grip on the bottom, like they give you in the hospital, the so socks. The grip, the no slip. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Yeah, though you want to bring up set of those on tour, man, definitely. What's number three on the list? Um I I don't know. Are you man. hosting the show now? Sorry, <laughs> taking the, the keys. You got spray deodorant, man. <laughs> I don't know. I've just become a producer. I just sit here. Kind of, he, just, he, he just counts the money. He just counts the money in the background, man. All and, right, guys, we're only in this much debt. Yeah, hit him with that Patreon link. Quick. Hi, I'm Tom Saltman. I'm your host. Huh? Well, I got, voice. I got the the medical. Th- this is my big first aid kit that you got to bring on tour, all right? Everybody write this down. Wow. This is your emergency life-saving first aid kit. Way responsible. Tums slash Aleve slash Ace Bandage. <laughs> That's yeah. The, that was my medical advice. I do bring a first aid kit. But that, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Tums and the Aleve, because everybody gets drunk on tour, except for the guy that doesn't drink. And then also when you go, you I, I, like maybe after your first couple of tours, it fades. But like with, with us, man, it was like, oh, we're in. We're, you know, we're down in Texas. We got to get some Tex-Mex food. And we're over here. We got to get some fried chicken. And we're up here. We got to get this. And we're over here. We got to get this. And, like, everywhere you go is getting some crazy, you know. Uh, yeah, you got to hit the local <laughs> cuisine. <clears throat> fried food. But it's always, yeah, but it's always, you're always hitting some, like, fried it's, food. It's barbecue. Or the, yeah, barbecue. Or, 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 or the, the yeah. shittiest pizza you can find. Or truck stop Slim Jims. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's, if it's not some regional food that everyone's excited about, it's some truck stop shit or some, like, some uh, I, I won't mention it was. Can, can I can I get away with naming the pizza corporation? Of that, course you that, can. Papa right. John's. Have you you've heard no, the no, other no. podcast? No, Papa, <laughs> John, Papa John's got enough trouble. Okay, we're not we're not gonna drag drag him under the bus tonight. Little Caesar, the fucking the, the, this guy, Little Caesar himself, sponsored our first fucking tour with Geigen and Pierre on an artificial brain. Everywhere we went, dude, from New York to Reno, uh, Nevada, to, to Las Vegas, to it's hot and ready, dude. It Let's was little, it was Little Caesars everywhere. You would have thought it was in the contracts or something. Man, pizza, yeah, pizza. man. I, but yeah, but when you're on the road, you know, you'll eat it, man. But yeah, like, so yeah, so you bring the Tums. You bring the Tums. <laughs> or you know, C- when you're on the road. CC is on the road. That was and we had a habit. We we started a little habit of whoever, you know, obviously not the driver, but um, when we pull over for gas at these little gas stations that have the, re- you know, the, the little deli, you know, quick mart at them, mm-hmm. wherever you're in the middle of nowhere on a highway in the Midwest or wherever you're at. Don't eat that ham. Eight o'clock in the morning. You got a three-hour drive ahead of you before you get out of the van again. We get in there. And we get like a tall boy of beer, and then you go in the restroom and you chug it as quick as you can, and then you oh. get back in the van, and it's like, um, it's kind of like playing a scratch-off ticket or a lotto, and either either you're gonna win a quick cool buzz or like a stomach ache for a half hour that sucks <laughs> with heartburn. Yeah, so so it was like it was like the heartburn game. Yeah, I love that game. Yeah, it was, but it was fun because we were, you know, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I was young, but I was younger than I am now because I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of drinking that goes on tour. I mean, I remember Justin. I remember your diet being Altoids, Tums, and a pack of cigarettes a day. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Breakfast of, Al- of Altoids and cigarettes, and a lunch of Tums and cigarettes. Yeah, and then dinner was like, hey, what? Didn't you guys finish from Wendy's? Can I? <laughs> 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 oh, 
it was hard times. It was very hard times. Yeah. Oh man. All yeah, right. What one thing that I did that that was like um, that came in very handy was I bought a big. I think you get like 80 to 90 bars or something of those Nature Valley uh, granola bars, man. They're real basic, like crunchy granola breakfast bars, man. You get 80 or 90 of those little two-packs of them in a big box from Costco. And uh, we just kept it between the two front seats, between the passenger and the driver's seat. And it was like perfect because every, you know, every day, inevitably, somebody would wake up and have missed breakfast because they were hungover, and now they got like four hours of driving before we're going to stop again, you're screwed. And it was like, we'll pass the guy water and a, and a granola bar, man. Let him live, you know. That's, like, that's awesome. It came, it came in handy a lot. It was always like that last dish thing. Oh, and the, yeah, man, the one thing I got to tell everybody, man, when you go on the road, if you don't know about touring, or not, not like I'm some tour dog, but I've done it a few times. I picked up a few tricks by watching the tour dogs. You always got to snag those uh, cases of water. Because at all these, not all these venues, but the, the good the venues good that have a little sense and want to take care of the artists a little bit, they'll have a couple of cases of water lying around. And at the end of the night, man, or even before the end of the night, it's anyone's game. I like, I, I make a game yeah. out of it, man. You'll we see me, up. you'll yeah, see me, like, we with two thirsty. cases of water, shoulder to shoulder at the end of the night, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get every um, seat in our van with, like, three cases of water underneath it, man. Because you'll go through them, dude. You're performing every night, man. Yeah. You guys are sweating. Your, your drummer's sweating, man. You guys need water, you know, like, take it on the road with you gotta nourish the drummers yeah absolutely man. yeah the drummers they're the only athlete in the band it's very you know? true <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> well <laughs> so uh yeah tom i remember uh starving uh horribly yes until i think i don't i want to say it's your idea because you, you're the smart one i try to think um and we were sleeping at all these walmarts right yes uh, and you had the, the bright oh, idea yeah. to go inside this walmart yes. and you buy the cheap can of beans or yes. the can of spinach mm -hmm. or the can of corn and yeah. you, have your, you have yourself a fucking meal yeah you open the can zip 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 mm -hmm. eat it you up you had a can opener with you you're not, yes we bought we a can opener key yeah get a can opener and yeah, lived I, on that spinach and beans like just straight up I was a big proponent of that stuff it's or all Chef Boyardee it's all cooked cold. already like yeah. you might not exactly yeah. look the temperature but when you're honestly the, can of whatever hold uh, you over i used to eat black beans like i would i would go i would go be, even before we left for tour i would go and i'd pick up a dozen can of black beans yeah man it was, that was a smart that was like one of the most that was one of the smartest things <laughs> thank you when you get, everyone learned from that thank you i totally forgot to bring that up. Uh, feed yourself when when you get a um a, a lot of times when you go on these these uh these bigger like package tours they'll go or not even the you know it just just as long as whoever booked the tour was taking care of you and had the, the forethought to talk to the clubs about this you'll get your buyout you either eat ten dollars for dinner or you know they provide food for you and a lot of times, man, if you get that $10, you could just go to Dollar Tree, man. You could feed the whole band on $10, man. I mean, you know, you could, but you take your $10, man. Now you're getting $10 a day, man. You, you buy yourself a, you know, a thing of bread, some peanut butter, jelly, man, maybe some canned pineapples or some fruit, man. You could eat pretty good off of Dollar Tree, bro. You know, oh, like, I'm, I'm just saying, man, when you go on the road, especially playing this type of music, death metal or hardcore, whatever, man, you know, you might need to scrimp a little bit, you know, and be able to pay your bills when you come home. It happens, you know. We've, uh, we were talking before about credit, man. Me and, um, I'm not going to put them on blast, but me, me and uh, one of the guys from, from Artificial Brain, we both ran up our credit cards pretty heavy over the years, especially on our first tour, man, you know, and we've commiserated about that. I remember being at a bar in um, 
in Austin, Texas, uh, sitting at the bar a few hours before the show started when there's just a few locals there and us doing just what you guys did. Cheers into a drink. Cheers into our bed. Like, like, man, my credit's going to be shot, man. What am I doing out here, bro? I'm just fucking up, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know that feeling, dude. It's like, but how can you not? It's, like, you know, when you're young and you're, um, and you, you know, especially if, like, you know, you don't, you're not married. You don't have kids. You don't have a mortgage. You go out on the road. You kind of have this, like, you know, live fast type of thing going on. You're partying. You've never been out there. It's not a routine to you yet. It's very easy to spend a lot of money, man, that you haven't made yet. You know, it's yeah. We uh, yeah, you guys were telling me about credit, and I was like, I've heard of this thing. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. idea. I got it at the deli. Yeah. Well, we uh, I'll just say all the details because I'm not trying to protect Citibank. Is this a story? Yeah. 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 We were down in Texas, and our van Mm. was falling apart. We really needed a van. We had an '84 Chevy Beauville. In 2009. And that mm. shit was tight. Like, we, the inside was fantastic. Because yeah, me and Justin did a lot of work. And we, we put in, like, a really nice plush carpet. Mm. And we took one of the benches and we kicked it sideways. And we had a TV in it that we found. We had the Nintendo Wii. Ugh. And it was like... Were you guys trying to just leave in the driveway and smoke weed? Or were you going on tour? It was... A <laughs> little, little bit of both. A little bit of both. It was a little bit... It was kidding. actually my daily driver okay. for a while. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, I was it, driving around with this, wow. this tan and brown thing. And it was pretty cool. Like, it was got, the, the Wet Hot American Summer van. <laughs> that van that he's I was an extremely skinny, That's tall thinking, Matthew yeah, McConaughey. Yeah. It was ex- that exact van. You guys know Cognitive, the band from New Jersey? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm friends with those guys, man. They, they got like a little... I think it's, it's an old school bus, one of the short buses... And um, it's pimped the fuck out, man. Like they need to do a, uh, they need to get exhibit back and do a pimp my ride show about this van that that cognitive has. Sick. Yeah, yeah like man. death metal, we put That's obituary we, in your trunk. He's got we bunks on it. This is what we tried to do. We're in Texas, and this thing is burning out on us. Like it's just like it's burning oil. We see the exhaust is blue. Yeah. We're like, all right, things, we need things, to things, do something. things are falling off. So we're doing. We're calling places. Try to find somewhere to pick up a van. Like, all right, we'll do this. And uh, my, they my were dro- in, like around Dallas right now, like Dallas, Fort Worth. That's yeah. What's going on. And the first thing we found was Fort a Worth. short bus, and it was like like we were all gung ho. Yeah. And then Joe, who was actually going to put it in his name, he took a drive in it, and then all, all of a sudden something happened with the transmission on yeah. his test drive. And he Joe was, was like, the, we can't do this. Joe was the responsible one in, in our band. He, he was, was the safe. He was the drummer. Actually, it was on the same tour. He um he had a sciatica. A little back thing, yeah. It's not yeah. the best for drummers. That'll doing take you out, man. And yeah. stuff. I mean, we had to we had to stop yeah. at a hospital, get him an epidural. <laughs> we brought him to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we end up we end up we end up getting an old church van off this dude named Richard Dews. Richard fu- Richard fucking Dews Dick down Dude. in Fort Worth, Texas. Fucking who Dick go fuck himself. Dick Dews in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> we paid seven grand for it on a payment plan. Joe mm. was put it in his name, mm. and I took the credit card that I had just gotten, my first credit card, like two weeks before. You were so happy about. And then and I put so it sad. all down on that. I was just like, I put this all here, oh. and let's get going. Let's get on the road. Just the idea of signing up for a payment plan to buy a vehicle in the middle of of, of any state that far away from home. Scary, man. man. Tour. Oh, God. This was like a, a shotgun wedding type of thing. This, oh, absolutely, This was man. a tour that I booked um, I booked myself through MySpace Messenger. You did a good oh, job, man. man. Hey, yeah, cheers to you, man. man. Good, good for you, we man. We had to get out. You guys got out there and did it, man. There's two things about the next day. I think in the morning, Gabe started burning dicks in the in the ceiling. That's in the ceiling that's of the how bed. That day started. Yeah, yeah. Well, just in case it Gabe gets stolen, like, that's how you're gonna know it's yours. Exactly. And, you know. and Gabe would not thinking Fantastic. thinking we're in the old van. It's a little more fuck it up and. Just starts burning dicks <laughs> into the liner up top. Right, like you had you had two vents, right? But <laughs> what are those vents doing? No, you 
connect it with a shaft. Right. But now it's our event. Now it's a giant dick. <laughs> and Joe going, Joe, Joe Joe going Gabe, murder him. Gabe, what are you doing? Gabe's like, oh, I'm just burning dicks in the ceiling. We we get uh we, we use well I'll plug them and there's nothing I could bad I say bad about green vans. We use green vans and we rent vans from them for um artificial brain when we go on tour. And um great company, always had a good relationship with them. I'm sure they had nothing to do with this. It was the last person who had the van before us. But we um I think for some reason I was checking the vents because I'm crazy like that, man. I'm always thinking that somebody stashed <laughs> drugs somewhere or something weird's going on. Like, I don't, like, I, like I'm thinking to myself, we don't know who had this thing. Like, if there's drugs in this thing or something, man, like, like I want to find it before the cop and the dogs do in, in Colorado, in, in Texas or what, you know. So, yeah. So I care so, of business. So and also, I, baby free high. So, yeah, well, you know, so I'm checking the vents and there was like a pickle, like one of those like jerky pickles you know you get at the at the the gas station you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah man it was disgusting Pickle it was meat. up in the vent yeah man in the wrapper still like half half opened wrapper man oh, yeah but other than yeah but green vans had no idea that, that was there man they were they, they're solid man they oh no do right by us man I, I don't make well they are called green vans but the um, um later that night after dick had dick uh, after gabe had finished burning dicks into the van we were driving goes. and juicer is at the wheel and the back left tire explodes. And I'm mm. talking about a violent explosion. Violent explosion. Violent. Not just... Like, holy fuck, we're going to die, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going 80 miles an hour. It's, uh, Juicer saved our lives, so we can't talk that much shit about him. Thanks, boy. To, to pull over. and uh, <laughs> Thanks for nothing. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> So the van didn't come with the proper tools to change the tire. So we had to call AAA. Well, we, had to, we, well, we had a scare though when we got out of the we got out of the van and we saw fluid leaking. Oh yes, profusely. Yeah. Oh yes, we thought it was gas. Thought it was gas. <laughs> so we grabbed our you know laptops and yeah, yeah. sexual yeah. friends numbers and yeah. <laughs> waited on the side for it to explode. And when it didn't, then we we approached and we found out it was the antifreeze. Now the antifreeze yeah, yeah. line had blown up. In, in 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 the incident, so we didn't have a coolant system. Wow. This wasn't just a, a tire going out. Yeah. An hour later, AAA guy comes, fixes us up. He says, "You got to get this thing to a shop, though, because I don't do these. You got to fix the antifreeze. Hoses are broken. You yeah. got to fix them up. We got to stop every like few exits to just put water into the antifreeze, so mm. the, the brand new van doesn't overheat." And we get to a place, and it's it was a really nice a, place. It was a nice it was a nice gas station. Yeah, and we're we're sitting there, we're waiting. It's five o'clock in the morning. They're obviously not open yet. It's Mm-mm. it's like Saturday, so probably not. And everyone's sleeping. Me and Justin are in the front, and I'm trying to sleep, and I'm sitting up, and I'll, I, I pass out. And two minutes later, the trains just start coming by, and they're just blowing the horn. And now I'm wide the fuck away. Yeah, one of those like, like like two and a third mile trains, you know, that's carrying diapers and yeah, uh, cool it just kept on going. The side yeah, stuff, yeah. the owners of the gas station get there. We tell them the deal. They say we don't have this part. He sends us to a Ford place around the corner. Mm-hmm. We show up there. And they're like, okay, we need a couple hours. Oh, there's the a tractor. Uh, there was a there's a tractor covered in grass at the gas station. I pooped on the seat. Oh, nice. Yeah, outside. <laughs> How's it go? This is how it goes. Yeah. So to wrap that one, it cost us an arm and a leg for basically an elbow joint to just keep the coolant in. Very true. We never had air conditioner again in that van, and uh, we walked into an old Texas gentleman place for breakfast. It was like walking into a Coen Brothers movie. Like all of us just f- fucking tired. And it's just thick smoke, and everyone's eating pancakes at the same time. They have thick mustaches and cowboy boots. And we're wearing bright yellow shirts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we look like a bunch of idiots. I have sandals on. So this is why you uh, 
check your tires on the road. Tire pressure. So that's a long story for. That's why you bring your vans to Texas. You know, buy vans from. That's why you rent. That's why you rent, man. Exactly. No more of that shit. Dude, I, I, you know, a lot of bands own vans, and I guess there's different logistics involved. Like, I'm not in a band. I'm not in any. None of my bands tour like nine months of the year. We're not those type of bands, man. So the a lot of bands that own their vehicles do that, and I get it. But we've always we just go away for three weeks, four weeks, maybe I think six weeks was the longest at a time. We just rent because That's we've we've been awesome. in the middle of. Uh, Oregon, we were in uh, Portland, Oregon, man, somewhere, and and the, the we had a, one of the smaller trailers you can get from U-Haul, and it, I, we must have loaded it a little slightly off lopsided or something, but the wheel was where was wearing through the wheel well, whatever happened, and it didn't look good. Pull over, look up the the nearest um, U-Haul station, went in there, man, swapped it right out for a new one, man. We were on the road again in like a, you know twenty minutes, bro, you know, uh, or uh, in um, Florida last year, man. We were all the way down in Tampa and. Um, excuse me, Winter Park, Florida, and uh, there's a big parking lot, you know, outside of this club we were performing at, and there was a flat tire on the trailer we were using, man, big wide trailer, and because it was rented, all we had to do was call the company, and they, you know, it was probably worked like AAA type of thing, man, they just set us up with this local tow truck guy that came in, we didn't have to go anywhere, he came in and switched the tire out while we were there, man, didn't have to come out of all the band money or nothing, it was all, you know, paid for, man, like that, if you, you know, like, I I know renting can be real expensive, man, but, um, you know, look into green vans or something, there's companies that do it. When, no, it sounds know, worth it, even if it's more expensive, it probably saves a lot of headaches, and... Yeah, just unless, knowing... Unless you know. you're touring, like, more than six months a year, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, I'm only speaking, like I said, I'm not a road dog, I'm, I don't make my living touring, man, I've just done a few of these um, national tours, and... Just trying to maybe share like a couple of the tricks I picked up, but you know, watching people like Goat Whore or Black Dahlia Murder, these guys that make their whole life, yeah, you know, those guys hit on, serious on the tours. road, yeah, man. And I, you know, I, when I'm, I, I have a lot of respect and look up to those guys and Cattle Decapitation and a lot of the bands that 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 I've you know been fortunate enough to kind of like be able to like watch watch how they operate and watch what these guys do that have been on the road so long, man. And you do kind of like like see how how they get by and. Little tricks of the trade, people you know, people do, man. Like you know, I never knew. It's it's real common, man, to have your stage clothes, man, your shirt, and maybe even your pants that you wear on stage every night, so you don't get 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 a whole bucket of uh, wet wet sweaty clothes at the end of the week. You know what I mean, man? Yeah, I think I remember watching an interview with like Corpse Grinder or something. And he was saying yeah. that everyone in Cannibal Corpse has like the stage clothes, even though th- those guys are on a tour bus and all that shit. They still do the stage clothes thing versus yeah, their because because you, you'd be surprised, man, because the first story went on, I had like I said, I had this whole garbage bag of dirt. Like still wet shirts and shit. Yeah, man. Still so, wet today. So I just yeah to, to this day I washed them and dried them and they're still wet. They're still growth, fungus growth. But but um yeah you just I just pick one shirt of some band I really it's been this shirt I've worn this shirt every night for like a week and had like salt marks and shit on it. Uh, you know what I mean, man? Do but, I sound like an asshole when I don't even know this band? Mache Mache Tazo from uh, Spain, man. That's they're a the grindcore band. band. Yeah, real raw grindcore band, man. Real old school Mache Tazo. Yeah, man. I never heard of them. Yeah, they're great, man. Look them up, man. Yeah, they're um, it's, yeah. it means machete in uh, Espanol. Yeah, he's got the Undertaker shirt on, man. Sick, man. Got the Worm shirt on, man. These people listen to this don't know, but we're real right now, man. We got everything, all the bases covered, man. I have actually wait, Wormed is from Spain, right? Yeah, they Wormed are. Yeah, we're right. small, oh. yeah, man. Yeah, Didn't even make that connection. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So their their drummer died last year. Earlier yeah. this year. He was like twenty seven or something. The dude super talented. Yeah, yeah, it was that was sad. I remember that, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was very shocking. 
You know? Yeah, big yeah. fan of that band. Yeah, we've lost a lot, a lot of people. Um, I guess you know, I, I guess, I guess it feels like we've lost a lot of people because it's been so publicized, man. But you know, you're always there. There's, there's always people. Um, you're always losing people in the in the metal scene and in all these music scenes, man. But it just feels like lately there's been so many people. I, I think maybe something that occurred to me was maybe with death metal and this underground type of music, we're getting to the point now where. People are there. There finally are death metal underground people at that age. You know what I mean? Where people are getting up there and and uh, and we're experiencing that. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just uh, you know. No one wants to talk about dark stuff, but uh, there's a lot of abuse in a way, like substance abuse. Like for example, yeah. like uh, Ralph Santola, who played in Obituary and Deicide. He died this year. He was a pretty bad alcoholic, from what I understand. He had a heart attack yeah. from that. That'll they'll fuck you up. Alcohol and he's an amazing drugs. guitar player. Alcohol you know? and drugs, with you know, as everyone knows, it's like the old cliche with uh, with musicians and, and artists, man. You know, yeah. Like, what's his name from Nevermore? Like you know, I don't know. Heavy yeah. music kind of just brings in. But then you, you got know. people like Bill Tolley from Internal Bleeding who passed away. Uh, you know, yeah. in, in, do, in his do, performing his duties as a firefighter. You know, yeah. He so, passed away as a hero and not yeah, so much based around advice. He know? didn't. You know, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, it's so sad. Yeah, you have to be a certain cliche. kind of person to get into the the music that we listen to. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, you handle it in a, in a constructive way or, in, or a deconstructive way. Yes, yeah. And we're just trying to do our best. Yeah, it's and it makes me think. What's number five on the list? <laughs> uh, number five on the list. Host yeah, my show. I don't even host this show. Hey, welcome to Heavy Hole. This is Justin Wall, and I'm the host. You are the host. I'm the hot tag. <laughs> yeah, he's the hashtag for, for this episode when it goes online. Look, well, I, got, I got a couple more practical things, man. Please. Like, I put, like, stage clothes plus sweatpants and two hoodies. Because after, like, the first week, I'll switch the hoodies up. You know what I mean? That's and the sickest rapper name, that whole thing. Two, yeah, sweatpants plus two hoodies. That's my, that's my, that's my new MC. <laughs> You know what I mean, man? A folded up rain jacket or a thin windbreaker and a winter hat and a pair of gloves tucked in the side of your bag. You know, even if you don't think you're going somewhere cold out, man. Sunglasses. And you know what I bring? I always bring a towel. Like, I, I bring a I bring a bunch of, like, smaller towels, like, you know, for when I'm on stage or I get off stage for, like, sweat. But I always bring, like, a bath towel, man, because when you go to these hotels. That's a great idea. Hotels, you can go up to the desk and ask for a towel, worst case scenario, man. But when you're crashing at someone's house. And yeah. a lot of times, people, man, they might they might buy you a case of beer, a couple of pizzas. You could crash here, man. You could pet my dog. You're making but they me don't sweat. have eight clean towels there ready for you. You know what I mean, man? Oh yeah. So bring in your own towel, man. Yeah, man. You bring bring your own towel. And something we we were talking before about, um, you know, we're talking about stage clothes and bringing your shirt that you're gonna wear and drying your clothes out in the trailer. You guys ever lose some really cool shit out on the road, man? Because yeah, I've lost some cool shirts, man. Two two that come to mind. There's one shirt I had a goat horse shirt. It had this kind of really cool gold ink, like mm. like wrapped into the the, the design, like the foil and, stuff. Foil. Yeah, 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 it was sick, man. Shirt. I love, and it, you know, and dude, I'm a big ass dude. I wear four X t shirts, right, which were not readily available in metal up till a few years ago. Still hard to find, man. You know, I don't don't bust my balls. I know I gotta uh, lose weight, but that's what I wear now, man. Right, so I had this gold horse shirt, and I would always wear it anytime my bands played in New Orleans, Florida, you know, any that that region or whatever, man. And on this Pyrexia tour. I had this shirt. We went back to the hotel right after the show, and I thought I was going to be fancy. Instead of hanging it up on the, the back panel of the van, you know, and locking the van or whatever, man, I, I, I hang it up on a, a coat hanger in the closet. 
And uh, whatever maid was cleaning up after we checked out the next morning found my big-ass, wet, stinky goat horse shirt. <laughs> and it had been my stage shirt for like a week or so before that, so it was smelling like rotten salami. And it was in that closet, man. So I lost that shirt down so in Florida. So she took it? No, I'm well, just... Well, how are you going to know what, what she did I'm just that. hypothesizing. I don't know what became of the shirt, because we checked out with the shirt still in the closet. I forgot oh, it. I no. left it behind. So some poor maid or, or some service person... We can speculate. At the hotel. Yeah, yeah. So she that, ate that, it. She, she ate used it as seat. She wrung it out over her lunch. She I don't ra- know. She wrapped her children in it. Who she threw it on her that husband would, yeah. and said, this is what a real man smells like. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, she was at the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But And then the other one was I had a sick Van Halen shirt. It was... Uh, um, what the album with the little cherub, the little baby smoking a cigarette on the cover? Eighty four, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had a, a sick t shirt of that. Can I just say something? Yeah. Oh, you ate one too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's not that one. And, and, uh, and and I left it to like to like dry on the roof of the van, like after we performed, and then we ended up driving off that night with it still on the roof of the van. I remember like. Days later, like, where's my Van Halen shirt? It was, you know, it's on the highway somewhere. I'm actually really happy that, back to me falling, falling asleep on the roof of the van, that that didn't happen to me, personally. That they didn't drive away with you on the roof of the well, van? Well, the first time I did, I didn't <clears throat> tell anyone. I didn't think, oh, yeah, yeah they'll look for me. They look for me before they go. Oh, no, Maybe. I do. Yeah, you I knew. knew. Oh, yeah, I was texting some, uh, I was taking back some, some lady I had just met um, uh. who sent me some butt pictures, and I was telling her those butts. That butt looks nice, but Tom's on the top of the van right now. <laughs> I gotta, gotta go see how he's doing. Were you were you the guy in the band who, after the set, or even sometimes before the set, had some girl that you met up? I don't know if Tinder was active, but this is you're talking about MySpace days, or like maybe on your MySpace Messenger or whatever. You had that girl like at the club before loading already, like on your arm, and you like right after the set, you were out. And then, like, 6 a.m. the next day, we got to pull off to go to Colorado. Like, yo, where's he at? He's at this chick's house. Were you that dude? I was not that dude, but uh, I have. The juicer was that dude I, for an right, autopsy. That's right. The Ultra guys didn't have that. Mm-hmm. We, oh, yeah, we were all in relationships, that was, actually. We were in relationships, and also we had this. It was like a very friendship-oriented band. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We were, like we, were, we, were all, we were very yeah. business. Very friendship That's good. That's yeah, good, we, man. We were all yeah. just having a good time together. Like, you know, we'd get out of the parking lot. we start, like, so we try to lift the weights a few times together. If any woman came up to us, like, after a set and said, oh, that's good, I want to, like, or giving off the vibe that they wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. see a dick or whatever like we would we would shut them down so fast and, and really just make fun of them and, yeah. and make them feel terrible that was actually so was very like, much Justin's bag he was just the little people <laughs> and I'm sorry to everybody that wow. I've ever done that we were me. having fun but you know like it's there is yeah sometimes like, it doesn't go both ways uh, Wow, if, see, if you, I think I do that, but it's like inadvertently I do that because I'm so awkward around women that I don't, I, like, they think I'm being, like, cold and shutting them out, and I'm just like, oh, what's up? I'm like, no, nah, thanks, uh, I'll talk to you later. And, I, and, like, really in my head, I'm, like, petrified of, like, talking to a, you know, a woman, but. Now, um, each of uh, my, my ex-girlfriends that, that, uh, that I was with while I was touring, they think that we were doing some crazy fucking thing. And I was yeah. like, no, you, I was like, you don't understand, like. We were just trying to fucking. Me and Tom were just trying to like get that that one sweet part really tight, and yeah. And also stay yeah. awake, and also not die. Like yeah. that's what we were trying. To we do. had a lot of fun. We had a great time. Yeah, and also the like, best time. And it's funny because like here, heavy <clears throat> hole. This is like we want to talk about the the dirtiest the music. Dirty now, Ultra Guys wasn't the dirtiest music, dirty but hole. me and Justin have always been into like you know 
we were the guys listening to Deeds of Flesh in the van, and mm-hmm. everyone else was like, oh, we're, we're inspired by other things. And like, yeah. we're like, no, no, this is going on because we're driving, <laughs> and this is what happens. Because we're the only ones driving. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're putting on Decrepit Birth. You know, the, we're going to put on yeah. Broda Quinn. We're going to put on this, like, crazy shit. Wanting to be the DJ is, like, a, my one of my big inspirations when I actually do want to drive sometimes. Oh, like, I'll yeah. get so sick of what everyone else is playing that I'll want to get up there and play some shit to make it. Like, dude, I'm I'm the worst because it'll either be like some like thought out, like some there's some new death metal that everyone's gonna like, and so, or like some classic album, or I'm just gonna play straight like Bell Biv DeVoe and New Edition and and like Janet Jackson, like like R and B shit that nobody uh, in the band yeah, likes. Fucking love Janet Jackson. Yeah, I go I go nuts on the R and B shit when I'm driving. See, I, would, I, would keep, I, remember, I would keep Tom awake sometimes by just yelling Bjork at like lyrics at him. I would yeah, just be screaming Bjork lyrics. Beyond times, yeah. I thought you could just yell the name Bjork. You know, Bjork. I'm a fountain night. of lava. I remember being on the road one time and. I I listen to a lot of breakcore too, like really crazy electronic shit, like that's just meant to fuck your brain up. And I stopped for gas, and our van would reset the radio every time you turned it off because the circuitry wasn't hooked up right. So <laughs> I would, I had it faded up front for the first half of the trip. Yeah, <laughs> I get back in the van, I turn on the radio, I forgot to reset the fade up front, and these guys are like sleeping especially gabe i remember him telling me the next day he was just like whatever you were listening to i'm gonna kill you for <laughs> like because it's you know it's it's fu- electric yeah. electronic music at 220 bpm with like those fucking thick gabber sounds yeah. like just like i'll go with that for hours yeah and I, I i felt bad for that one uh but- break core though if you're trying to drive overnight listen to that shit one guy had one. I don't think it was the Nintendo Switch yet. Maybe it was, but it was one of those handheld systems. And um, he made a point after he, I guess he felt because he had driven a few hours that he was just done. And he like got back in the van in the front bench and like laid down. So everyone else is like either in front of him or in back of him. And Musta had his like Nintendo, his whatever game system like on as loud as he could. <laughs> and it was like, and someone was driving now and playing their music, and it was like, no, fuck all you guys. Yeah. Like I'm trying to sleep in the bench behind him. And I, I literally. I took the little uh, shoestring kind of things from my hoodie and like shoved them in my ears as makeshift <laughs> earplugs because all I wanted to do was sleep. And this guy was playing video games with the volume blasting, man. Yeah, and he, he, dude. Even today, not not tour related, but even today at my job in the break room at lunch, this girl had a, had her smartphone out. She's watching some video, and I'm just like, what? I thought this was the generation where they had like Beats headphones yeah. <laughs> and wireless, you know, ear pods. Like everyone's still just walking around blasting videos, man. It's Never so- understood that one. Oh, I hate that shit, man. No. Let me go around blasting fucking porno grind at my job in the break room. Yeah. And- oh, I've I've done this on the subway before when people come on and they just have their phones playing and they're playing yeah. like whatever fucking hip hop stuff. I just put on like portals to Canaan. Like- <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that's what I'm Great listening out. to right now. Great it's out. like. Hold it up to their ears. Real Do you do you like this? Is this is this is this bothering you at all? How do I feel? Dude, I don't. I do not have the balls to get on like a crowd to get any even like people I know, people I don't know, and just sit down with my fucking shit blasting. Like there's nobody else around, and like I can't do. I I actually love the idea of having my ear my earbuds in or my headphones and kind of just disappearing, you know, mentally into my music. I personally hate attention. I think that's why I like. I I, I just don't like it. You know, what's slightly like more cute about like those type of people is like is when you're not playing your music out loud you just have your headphones on but you're uh you're singing what is going on in and then i like to stand really close to those people i'm not saying anything at all just stand close like 
I'm enjoying the show. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna sell a million records one day. Yeah, just keep practicing. Yeah, I, I'll never forget. There was one time I was take I was taking the. It was great because I was on a train, but it wasn't like a short train ride either. I was getting ready to, to take a nine hour train ride up to Rochester to visit family. And uh, this girl in back, like like a few seats in back of me, is with her friend. It was like some, she she looked like you know like a like probably like teenage girl man, but she she you could just tell she was living out loud. She was like very loud and obnoxious, <laughs> and she's talking to her friend about where they're going or whatever. And her friend is this kind of like more like docile, like the quiet little guy that hangs out with the girl that's real like you know real out loud. And and she like they she they kind of like settle into their seat once the train gets going. Mind you, like now, now everyone's settled into their seat and everyone's like chilling, and the train is moving now. It's not like the loud time. And she puts her headphones on and she's like, "And we're gonna be royals." Or I saw you could call me Queen B. Like, but she's singing like she her. I probably was more in tune just now. She had this like thick New York accent. She's like, been yeah, she's like, she's like, and we could have been royal. You could call me queen. It sounded like Cardi B singing it actually now that I think about it. it Her was, friend was probably yeah. mortified. I've been there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I've, I've been out I've been out to dates with girls, and when they talk too loud in a restaurant, oh, I'm like, "We're yeah. done already." We're, I, yeah, I, man. I forget your name, and we're done. And, and mind you, this is our nine. This is as a nine-hour train ride is pulling off from New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, great!" And take off. <laughs> I hope she's. I hope her iPod's charged. You know. Oh, Ready man. for the trip. Throw her in the heavy hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that no. was the inspiration for the heavy hole. I man. hope she didn't make it. What's number six? All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> Are we recording? Yep, we're rolling. Man. All right, yeah, man. So, all right, well, so going on. I mean, the, the rest of the list, you know, we got a lot of mileage out of soap and garbage bags, but you know, I got like normal stuff. You want to bring your shades, do. your sunglasses, you know, uh, extra pair. I you bring an extra pair of shoes or flip flops, but I stopped wearing flip flops anywhere we go on because sometimes when you, you know, again, like man, I don't know, I'm not a big flip flop guy, but when you're in the when you're in the van and you. Playing shows every night, lugging equipment back and forth up and down stairs. Your feet hurt. Sometimes you want to throw on the flip flops, you know, whatever. At the end of the day, yes. And we were in uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, in the in the in the parking lot outside of this venue, man. And and that was the one I'm talking about with the stair. Had like three flights of stairs. We're lugging bass cabinets and drums and all this crap up and down, man. It was it was hard work that day. And I we come out to the and it was hot out. It was like the summer. And we I come out to the van and I um I remember I got changed. I put out like you know my my basketball shorts and my and my t shirt and my um my flip flops on because I'm just trying to cool down and relax a little bit now, man. And I step out the van and the first thing I see next to my feet is a, like hypodermic needles, bro. Like like Ooh, I, yeah, Corpus Christi, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I, I don't know. Maybe I maybe it's just the air. You know, like like people. There's a obviously we know there's an opioid problem on Long Island, but from what I know, a lot of people sniff it, man. I see needles every once in a while. But there was needles everywhere out west, man. That was crazy at a lot of places I went, man. But Portland, Oregon, yeah. So that, that's the last time I wore flip flops on tour. Or brought flip flops on tour was that day, and I immediately put my sneakers on. I'm like, I'm I'm not messing around with these syringes, man. Fuck that. Yeah. That actually reminds me. You say uh, loading in and out. I'm gonna do one more quick tour story, mm. and it uh, definitely the fact that we were wearing shoes was a good thing. Huh. We played this show. It was somewhere in Massachusetts big venue and the parking lot where all these where all the bands parked it was like a festival it was like we we came as romans that band was playing before they got big yeah this was this this is the the palladium i I believe the palladium yeah Yeah. yeah because there's i i I guess honestly about 
40 bands playing the show because there's two rooms in the place and it's like an all-day thing. It wasn't the Metal Hardcore Fest. It was uh, something... It was a stupid idiot fest. That's really what it was. (laughs) Something lesser. (laughs) Yeah, whoever fucking threw that show is a dumb, dumb idiot. Thank you, though. But we're out. Yeah. Thanks for for the $200. We didn't didn't make any money on that show. Thanks for the 125 Thanks for the the room of six people. Thanks for the seven. That was because we played the small room. So fuck that place. So anyway, we loaded in, and loading in was a bitch. You park down here, and you have to walk up this hill and bring it in the front. It was just a nightmare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any other band's done this. We decided that we would unload through the fire escape so we can get out of there early. Okay. Do you remember doing that? Now I do. Now you do. Yeah. (laughs) I remember this. Yeah. Blocked it out. Find another band that's unloaded off a fire escape. <laughs> Carry, carrying cabs. Yeah, cabs. Just, four, four by twelves. Drums. Like, we oh, brought the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, it was a nightmare. But above it was, the head, just zigzagging down the side of the building. Yeah. We were coming down three flights on a fire escape. Bunch of weirdos. We fucking got out of there before anybody else, though. Y- yeah. We left, and every band was stuck in that. Terrible venue. We were told those terrible promoters. This is a one-off. It was a one-off piece. So anything to get out of fucking Massachusetts. Yeah. With, with artificial fuck. brain, we got kicked off a fire escape. Um, <laughs> we were playing the the. I don't know if it was the first. It was the first Louisville Death Fest that we played. I don't know if it was the very first one, but it wasn't the infamous one um, that that almost got shut down and the guy got blown up on the internet for ripping everyone. It was the first one, not that one, and. Um, there was a big, there, there was a nice big building, and there was this like little kind of uh, not backstage area, but this like area where the bands could hang out. And then there was a fire escape, and people were barbecuing out there with a little grill and doing other stuff out there that created smoke. And um, and we were all hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and yeah, you could peruse your imagination uh, for for what we were doing. Friction for what other people were doing, and. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and the bouncer comes out. You guys aren't supposed to be out here and everything, man. We had ribs going and stuff. It was great, man. I, I was, and there was a little courtyard out there. But yeah, that was my. We've never, we never did load in and load out on fire escapes, though, man. That's one thing, though, man. Like all these people, you get people a lot of time that that think it's like glamorous to go on tour and like you're out there, you know, you're making all this money and you got women all over you and you da 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 and you're playing for big crowds, you're Metallica and you're, you know, like like. There's load in and load out, which can be crazy sometimes, man. Some of these clubs, they're not prepared. They're they're like they're they're the building is not set up for this type of stuff in some of these places. Yeah, man. and there's a lot of really good venues, but there's also a lot of really shitty venues. And you're gonna have a shitty bookers, and you're gonna have yeah people that just suck. And so, you're and you're gonna have your bandmates that 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 take their shoes off in the van and smells like rotten cheese. You're, there's all this stuff that happens, man. You're away from home for mad long, man. Like you. I you're gonna miss a Thanksgiving or a birthday or something. I was in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and I was driving the van too. I was driving the van into Oklahoma City from where we were leaving, and sad I got town. I got it two. Like it, it was yeah, it was it was sad because it was very like a lot of the businesses were closed. Yeah. Like you know, it was like dirt roads, man. It was it was bad, and and um, but on the on the way in, I got two texts while I was driving. Man, the first one was that my dog had died from you know from, oh, from, from my mother back shit. home. Yeah, and then the second text is that my nephew had been born that day. So That's yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean you know yeah, I, obviously you know I'm glad my nephew was born and healthy and everything. But it was like two things where you're like, damn, how far am I away from home right now? 
I'm in Oklahoma City, right? You know what I mean, man? Like it, it was kind of you know it was it was it was one of those things that weigh, weighs on your mind a little bit. I'm not gonna act like it was uh, it was traumatic or anything, but it's it sucked, man. It's one of those things where you know people don't realize what what being away from home, being on the road, and working is, man. You know, you know we're not we're not living glamorous rock star lifestyles when we go out on the road here, man. You know, we do it for the passion and and you know we we love the music and the scene, but it's you know there's a gritty side to it. I think you said it right. It's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, is working. It really it's, is. It's what yeah. you choose. Yeah. And it's you might you get to drink. Too. You might get to drink every other night <clears throat> and shit, but it's still work. Yeah, I you mean, know, you could like, you could work every day in, in 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 one town and never leave and drink every night. That's very true, man. <laughs> a lot, very true. lot of people do it, Huntington. In Huntington <laughs> Station, where I'm from, man. It's you know, a lot of right. you know. But yeah, I I, I mean. Yeah, you, you you might get um you might get to go on stage and play your music for a half hour a day and get some fans and you know and, and maybe some of the you know maybe you do get paid a little bit man like if you if you stick it out for long enough and you know maybe you do get your gas money reimbursed but nobody's really coming home with a lot of money with what we're doing man it's it, it's it's work you know that's what it is that's what people forget they think it's like some big uh some big break or some you know some big vacation and it's not man I'm envious sometimes of some coworkers of mine. Who take who take their vacation time from work and just you know just chill around Long Island or go you know with their wife and their you know the kid or their girlfriend to go 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 to the beach somewhere. Right when you're when you're playing death metal, your vacation days are put towards more work. Yeah, and it's all a labor of love. I'm not belly aching over here, man. I'm not whining. No, no, no. It's just it's just context. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm making. What are you out there? How much how how much balls you got? Yeah, man. You you do make a sacrifice to get out there on the road with all this shit. You get flat tires and you gotta wait. Sometimes you sleep on a hardwood floor for you get you get to the place that you're sleeping at at two in the morning because you had to play and stick around the venue and load out equipment. Then you finally get to where you're going, you crash out for three hours because you got to get up at five or six a.m. to drive ten hours to the next city, and then you just like rinse, wash, repeat for the next like two weeks. You know what I mean, man? It, it weighs on people, man. You know these guys that do it for nine or ten months. I see why they go a little nuts and why they drink a lot. You know, smaller bands like a lot of shit that we listen to, the, the heavier music, it never makes a lot of money. This is like true commitment. <laughs> this is like a wife. Yeah, yeah, you dude. Know? I mean, and I admire a lot of people who play this kind of music. The, listen, I mean, just just for example, you know, when we were interviewing Chris from Pyrexia, the you know we were talking the guy the guy's whole life is reflected through Pyrexia. He could listen to a Pyrexia album. He's got a Pyrexia CD uh, or album for just about every phase of his life since he was you know in his early twenties. I mm-hmm. mean, that's something remarkable. You know what I mean? It's that's it's a lot. Beautiful. Really? It's a lot more than yeah. just uh, a you know a hobby. You know, I mean, it's something deeper than that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really like uh, you know when you can look at the, the the positive of it. It's an upper hand over the people who just take vacations to veg out and forget their life at home and yeah. forget their work life and stuff. It's it's nice to have a you know you, you, the the something you put your, your your blood into. You know that you put your sweat into. Like that you're just not doing to make money. You're doing it because you put your sweat into the heavy hole. You fucking drip. A fucking drop man. by drop. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it never hits the ground. Yeah, and there, you oh, never hit the bottom. It's the heaviest hole. <laughs> so heavy. We always come back to the hole references. So speaking so, of the hole. Yes, yeah. yes. I think you're going where I'm going. Yeah, exactly. So it's album time. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're going to do uh, our little tradition to, to, to wrap up the episode here. We're going to talk about new stuff and old stuff in the land of death metal and extreme music. Yes, yeah, so there's, there's an American metal band called uh, Vine. And Vine. They came out with an album called Arizona. Um, 
they I you know I don't know if they actually did this but I like to think that they did they came out with a sort of album slashed windbreaker right because you had to get the windbreaker too that's how you know it's <laughs> and uh, you know and, what? I when you showed me this band for the first time yeah when I heard the break they the the amen break which is straight from breakcore which I was telling you about before that's, uh, that's, bots, that's bots, that jungle yeah. music right right so yeah in uh, in the the opening song virus colon slash slash vibrance which yeah. is, uh, which is, uh, you know, you're just you're watching Twelve Monkeys, and you don't know what to say about this, so you have to just write a riff about it. So right. That's what. That's what. Pretty much. That's what pretty amazing. You got Bruce saying. Willie. Bruce Willie, you know, you're in the future. Uh, you're very shiny, and you're very non-hairy, and, mm. and you have to deal with it. This music so, sounds hairy. So I like. I like. It's, it's got no. It's got some punch to it, man. I like I'm, this I'm, band I'm a lot. You know, I feel like this is a band coming from like. Um, from a, from a youthful sort of hardcore style thing, but everybody is also trying to rewrite the first Slipknot record, which I'm I'm in full support of because it's you know you're, listen you're you're uh, you're remaking Jumanji, you're remaking you're doing a new Men in Black. All right, there's like you know, five Spider Man. Yeah, there's all these Spider Mans, Aquaman's a thing, uh, you know, and it's not the sequel to Waterboy, and you're really disappointed. You might so as have you might, might as well. Yeah, you're gonna want someone to recreate Iowa, right? Yeah, Little Nicky too. Please, yeah. that's right. can we get that? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, so, this is cool, man. I don't. Maybe it's the the production or just the mix I'm getting in the headphones here. But I really like the punch you're getting from the bass and the drums, man. The rhythm section of this band is just killing it, man. Maybe it's the production. The drums just sound like it's very, very heavy, tight. Man. It's it's tight and it's also raw. It doesn't sound like it was cut up like crazy. Um, these guys aren't playing anything too technical, but they're also playing shit with a lot of power behind it. All the uh, riffs, it sounds like they're really picking through stuff, and they're. And I do hear a little bit of that kind of new metal, that that kind of jump, you know, uh, motion going. You know, yeah, it's like slight, there's something to it, man. Slight yeah. industrial, a slight, you yeah. know, like constant bang of the hammer on yeah. on your metal with sparks flying. I'm off. picturing like like yeah. like 300 kids pogoing in time. And yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? for like, sure, like, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, you got it's not Jenkos, it's just not as tight jeans, right? You know, it's yeah, it's still tight, but it's not as tight. So that's, yeah. that's the new Jenkos. It's windbreakers. It's some Carhartt. You know, you look at the the, the record, uh, the the artwork, the album artwork. Yeah. Uh, you know what they're trying to do is trying to uh, you know, so you look at it with your eyes, right? So they're looking back at you with the eyes, but they're trying to uh, with these metal tools expose the veins in the eyes, so you know what you're listening to. These are the veins. Yeah, it's like uh, surgical steel meets what's that pestilence album? Consuming impulse, so, like you know, just like that. <laughs> All right, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like, oh, let me chill with it. Does look like a close-up of consuming impulse. Yeah, you got that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other albums I could have referenced there. <laughs> Some pretty metal about a, a scared eye. Wow, this is very new metal-ish. Wow. But like, but I there's feel, slight emo to it also, which is like, the, yeah, this kind of like Deftonesy thing that's going on. But they're a hardcore. It makes me feel old because I don't get it. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I'm not seeing the hardcore kids going, but they are. They're yeah. out there. I just, I'm just old. I'm out of touch, man. This is, you know, this is why we do this partly so we could, we could expose each other to new music, man. Yeah, this is, I'm, you know. Is right. that breakbeat again? I love yeah, it. Yeah, they put the little filter on everything. He's doing the breakbeat. Uh, what I like most about this band is they are fucking tight live. Tight and yeah. scary. And it's just uh, like they live it, you know? Oh, on another side note about yeah. the live stuff, you just showed me that, that dude 
uh, Hate Five Six. Right. Uh, yeah. Really, really good YouTube slash Vimeo channel, and uh, he had done a a recording of this show, For one sure, of the yeah. shows that they played, and, uh, I think in Philly or something. Uh, this is Hardcore Fest. Uh, yes, yeah, and so nice. man, the crowd is fucking insane during this shit. This is like dangerous. Like, yeah. keep your teeth. There's at so least you like keep to the back. There's no, at least a dozen vein windbreakers in that crowd. Like, it's, it's mostly I, yeah. windbreakers. <laughs> yeah. With, with, it, a, with a pumped up crowd, yeah. I can see this going over well. My new album that I wanted to talk about is Deceased's new album, Ghostly White. Uh, Deceased classic old school death metal band going way back to the 80s, man. I think sometimes they don't get the respect they deserve. They've been going strong. They never let their fans down. King Fowley, the uh, the front man for the band, he's a great guy. I had the, the pleasure to meet him once or twice, man. He's kind of known for being real interactive with the fans and just you know he lives and breathes the spirit of the music and deceased is just a fun band man not that they're funny or they don't take anything they do seriously but you that you'll hear the, the guitars everything is like they're like the iron maiden of death metal in my opinion because everything is like very it's like an anthem it's um it's very dramatic his delivery of his vocals are, are really uh like a, a masterful narrator uh, you know, you can understand a lot of the lyrics and there's always a story to be told and this kind of like foreboding warning tone to a lot of the stuff he says. It's it's uh, it's great. It has a lot of the, those those things that you would look for in a horror movie, you know, that atmosphere and that drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I just love Deceased, always have. And like I said, they, they, they don't disappoint. Unfortunately, this is their um, their last album with drummer Dave, uh, Dave Castillo, who passed away. Um, really? What happened there, man? Uh, from what I understand, he I, I believe he drowned. I don't uh, know the circumstances, what? but Very this sad. happened fairly recently um, between the recording of the album and the releasing of the album uh, earlier oh, this year. That's in peace, but Yeah, awesome. and, and if you know a little bit of the history with Deceased, uh, King Fowley, the, the front man, used to play drums and sing at the same time uh, for the early years of the band. And when he decided to give that mantle up, if I'm not mistaken, this guy Dave uh, Castillo, who, who just passed away, was the guy that took over the drums mm-hmm. and played uh, ever since. Okay. So it's yeah, it's you know, it's really sad, really I, I, iconic kind of um, member of the band that you know took over and forged the new era, man. But if I know deceased, I think they're going to keep going and, and honor the guy, man. So that, you know, that was a sad aspect of it. But as a deceased fan, I'm really happy to, to see. Uh, that they put out the album and it's it's getting a good response from people who know them. It's a it's a masterful album. Anyone who likes like the real old school death metal, but with a super uh, epic melodic twist, like I said, Iron Maiden esque, you know, new wave of British heavy metal esque uh, going on. And his narration and his voice is it's like it's almost like a a Cam Lee from Massacre, that that real old school voice. But he 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 had such emotion to him, man. I just love deceased don't get the recognition they deserve and the new album uh i'm not gonna say it's their best yet because they have so many other great albums man but they're right on track man they didn't fall off at all so rest in peace to their drummer dave rest in peace homie peace bud cheers to that one drink yeah here we go man do you want a beer will no i'm just gonna have this bottle of jameson and drink right out of the bottle love that (laughs) awesome it's cool i really dig the vocalist uh oh he's so dramatic it's yeah it's like I'm saying, Iron Maiden to Death Metal. For some reason, he's like a more serious, like, Nurgle. Like, newer Nurgle that I could take down. Yeah. I feel like the whole Behemoth thing kind of throws me off, but... Well, that's the thing, too, is Behemoth is almost too serious. 
It's like, too serious that it's funny. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas these guys are just... There's, you know, there's the band. They're, they're like old school horror movies. They're a bunch of dudes drinking beer and singing about horror movies. Yeah. You know, they're not taking themselves seriously, you know. But they know how to shred and do it. My album, my new one from 2018 that I'd like to talk about is Ulthar, their album Cosmovore. Could you spell that band name? Yes, it's U-L-T-H-A-R. Wow, this cover art is fucking amazing. Right? Now I know why you had to look it up. That's crazy. Yeah, I I wanted to find out the artist behind this cover art from this band, and I really like this album. It's really dirty, but I'll start with the, the album art. Imagine Dr. Zeus on the worst mescaline trip ever. <laughs> yeah. This weird is, this weird is Dr. Seuss thing going on, yeah. Very atypical for death <laughs> metal, but at the same time very death metal. It's yeah. it's dark and it's but the color palette is really original. It's by a guy named Ian Miller. So I want you guys to look that up if you if you want to see some cool artwork. I was just blown yeah. away by the out al- the, the album and sonically, I think this really matches what this band is doing. It's kind of... I wouldn't... I would call it like black metal-y in some of the rhythms that they're writing. It's really thick. Mm-hmm. And this vocalist is all over the fucking place, and I love it. Sounds fucking crazy. I, I, I'm enjoying what I'm hearing, especially with the vocals, man. It's very wild. Yeah. Really, really dig what this band's got. It's fucking raw. <clears throat> And it makes you feel, and that's what I like to find in death metal and heavy music. Like, if something can make you feel something, if it's a ag- like aggression and, and anger is the instant thing, but a band like this, it's a little more like on almost the nervous end, you know, kind of closer yeah. to what like uh, like like Portal does, you know, where it puts the, you, it puts you in a place. There's like an urgency to it, for yes. sure. Yeah, an anticipation behind the music. The music's great, and uh, I'm, these vocals are killing it for me. I love it, and and, and the uh, and killing it in a good way. And uh, it does not suffer from that thin, tinny, sterile production that a lot of bands get nowadays. These guys are. Obviously, one of these bands that's bucking that trend and really doing a raw production, man. I love right. it, man. It's not, not, it's not straight up garbage basement rehearsal quality, but it's good, man. Yeah. It's just you hear the drums. The drums sound like natural drums. It's cool stuff. I exactly. Got drums sound mad. It's a hard line to walk when you want something raw, but you also want it to sound like it's filling the room. Like yeah. the fucking yeah. death metal bands you find in their recordings, they're going for the raw thing and they're missing the point of it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's more. It's you, you yeah. can't go that full black metal, you know, like like the early '90s black metal uh, corpse production route. You know what I mean? You got to have a little balls to it with that. Yeah, metal, there's man. only one Transylvania hunger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and of that's course, it. Man. Every you know, and there's only one Soulside Journey. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a nice little, uh, nice little raw production. This band's cool. Alter, Alter. I really gotta check this out, man. This artwork is amazing too. That's something you want to get framed. I'm yeah, at it. I, just, I just look up the guys. It keeps killing it. Yeah, yeah. E- Ian Miller. Check his stuff out. If you got a band and you're looking for someone to do your album artwork, and hit, you up, gotta, hit up Justin. Yeah, hit up from Justin Wall podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right now, do it. But also Ian Miller, because this is way better. If Justin's busy, I'm gonna- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check that shit out. Crazy man.
Alright, we're on to the old albums now. Now this is a... Uh, this is one I found a while back. Love this band. This is Vile. Classic brutal death metal. Yes. Really solid writing throughout this whole album. Yeah. Depopulate, 2002. Now I don't know much about this band. I don't think they're active now. I don't believe so. I, I'm not an expert on Vile either, but they're, they're a great band. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't see a lot of love for this band. I feel I, like a little underrated, I guess, you know? We're, we're from Long Island. I don't, I've never talked to anyone about this band before. I'm sure there's a lot of dudes listening to this that know this album already, but Depopulate, just really killer shit. A lot of really cool trem, like, melodies that they put into this album. Yeah, it's, um... I would put it in league with, you know, the... You, Obviously, Cannibal Corpse, uh, you know, Gorgasm, Deeds of Flesh, any of those real brutal American-style death metal bands, man. Vile's great. And yeah. like you said, with the guitar work, too, sometimes there's a little little things that'll surprise you, little things that pop out. So, great band, man. I, I, I'm, uh, I, I have it's fun. It's not to add to them being underrated, but I haven't even thought about them in a while, man. And and, uh, and to see you put them on, I want to go back and explore them a little bit, man. Great band, Vile. Yeah, this one's great. I, I think they're from Texas. Yeah, the American band, so from Texas, I believe. Really but, brings back the 90s uh, to me right now, man. Even though it's from 2002, they've just got that that style that to me screams late 90s, man. When um, when death when when American death metal kind of kind of took the, the the forefront and things got a little choppier and more brutal, you know, really good stuff. This whole album it just grinds with melodies and really cool riffs. It's kind of like if you took down Cryptopsy mm-hmm. and like you stripped some of the crazier parts and you just made it like easier to follow. This is good, like. Bopping your head music. A little more of a blue collar cryptopsy. Yeah. Stripping kinda. it down. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put I it. I can see that. Yeah. Really Some cool shit, man. Killer shit. Song Retaliation has one of the neatest riffs in it. Um, yeah, the guitars sound really good, man. They're really clear. Yeah. Great solos. And I like the artwork, too. Good album. Right, man. Well, I didn't really go obscure or cult underground on this one. I went with something that a lot of people into brutal American death metal know very well. Uh, Deeds of Flesh, Path of the Weakening from 99. Amazing. Only uh, three years before that Vile album that you were just playing, man. And a lot of the stuff that we were saying about that Vile album, you could say about this, man. The drumming in particular always stood out to me on this album. I love the double bass. I love the blast beats. Mm-hmm. I love the way rhythmically... And and production wise, the double bass and the blast beats line up with the the picking, the guitar picking. There's there, just something about this album, man. It's just so kind. It was almost hard to get into at first, I remember, and then it just kind of hit me one day, man. A lot of the older Deeds of Flesh stuff is like exhausting in a lot of ways. Exhausting is a good word. It's like yeah. it's like an engine at work, almost. You know, it's just <laughs> this constant. It's a machine. Yeah, the band yeah. is machine. Machine pushing through. Yeah, very machine like, man. Uh, relentless is the word, and um. It's like listening to it. It's like, uh, or it, or like you'd imagine performing it. It's like working with a, a, a stick shift on some really big diesel vehicle or something that makes a lot of, a lot of noise and it's cranking. Man, this album just just keeps going. Man, I love it. And it's, to me, I remember when I first heard it in '99 when it came out. I was a lot younger, 
and my frame of reference was a lot smaller. But still today, I, I kind of look at this as Cannibal Corpse on steroids. You know, it was, it has that that quality of it just keeps going. It's blasting. It's chunky. It's not overly flashy, but Deeds of Flesh stepped it up a notch, man. They, you know, and, and rest, rest, obviously it's um it's kind of a timely pick for me. Rest in peace to Eric Lindmark from De- Deeds yeah. of Flesh, yeah. Unique yeah. Leader Records, all that. Cheers to all that. Cheers yep. to him, Cheers man. Yeah. You know, and for uh, real. Just, all due respect and tribute to his legacy. I Absolutely. wanted to talk about this album a little today. Uh, you know, came out on Unique Leader Records in '99. Uh, cover art is just amazingly epic. It, to me, it reminds me um, maybe of uh, a, like a comic book or an illustration, but it it also reminds me of some like creepy children's books that I had as a kid that had like old, very old European looking wizards and elves and stuff in them, man. It's like, cold. like it's Yeah, cold. like these guys are trudging through the cold and there's these trees and mountains. And it's not necessarily the most death metal, especially for the late 90s yeah, this album is- cover. You know, this very this stood out a lot. Even today it stands out, but it stood out a lot when it came out, too. Yeah, if you were to remove, like, the Deeds of Flesh logo and the Path of the Weakening right on it, it looks more like on the fantasy realm. Like, people would be almost into, uh, like... I don't know, when you think fantasy, you think more melodic shit and stuff like that. It has that same quality to it, but it doesn't have that epic feel because it's not meant to be there. It's, this is, yeah, sometimes this is that atmosphere the, is different. This is music for the bad guys. Yeah, but this, but these guys on the cover of this... I mean, the cover of this album could have very well been like uh, one of those Norwegian black metal albums, or you know, one of these European like kind of exactly. like mountains and frost black. But it, it, just a great package overall, man. I love Deeds of Flesh. Love, always love their different artwork that they had. They kind of re- reinvent themselves over the years with the different albums, and th- this album was great, man. They really also like kind of paved the way for like your modern tech death, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, man. One of the more techy tight. You know, you were saying like like you know all the guitar riffs syncopated with the snare as it's going. And, yeah, the um, the way the drums react, the way the drums and the guitar kind of react with each other on this album is something you don't get a lot, and it's, and and it's captured so great. I actually. I was I was listening to this on YouTube earlier today, um, just trying to like get my notes together for you know preparing for this podcast. And um, there was a comment I imagine maybe inspired by Eric's passing on the on well, the video for this album on YouTube, where uh, the the drummer for this album talks about how he was brought back for this album and had very little time to prepare for it. And Eric just pushed him and drove him and and, and like Eric kind of pushed him to a point where. He performed on this album better than he thought he could, you know. And I and listening to the drums, man, they're just so frenzied and over the top and relentless, man. Yeah. It's great, you know. You 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 wish you could have uh, maybe been there for like while you know while the, the writing sessions were going on or something, you know. Wish they were documented. And uh, it's it's refreshing to hear now, even because, uh, damn, like the, that those drums just sound so good. It's not overproduced and, and so it's natural. Very, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, the yeah. drums sound very natural, uh, man. It's it, it almost sounds like you're in the room with the kid, you know. It's and, it's great to hear that sound hold up it's like inspiring a little bit yeah you know? deeds of flesh man deeds of flesh you can't go wrong with that yep
Uh, so can, can I can I put on a record? Yeah, it's uh, Justin's time to talk about yeah. uh, albums. 15, and we went we fifteen years deep. old. Yeah, let's do it, man. He's, he's gonna hold our hands and we're gonna talk about albums. What you got, man? And Welcome then, to the Heavy Hole Podcast. My name is Justin. I'm sitting here with uh, Will and Thomas, and uh, Nihility is about to start up. Oh, the perfect dehumanization. Yeah, love this song, Tom. I love this album. Everything about it. Yeah, this was a good album. This was uh, a good album. They that this was back when uh, Decapitated was filled with promise for young death metal fans. Yep. They've they've uh, there's been a few stylistic changes over the years that maybe uh, some of my peers and I we didn't follow them on. You have you me know? writhing in pain over here. I'm because I agree. This is a, I just agree with you. This yeah. is a sob story though. This is, a, this, this is a sob story. This, yeah. this is the biggest soap opera we've had. I know, and I know there was the, there's a lot going on with this band. I mean, there was the whole they they uh, you know the they found what they found the accusations were false. Well, hold so on, they, they wait before we get into that because that's later yeah, than this, the timeline. This is later. I'm jumping ahead. I know. No, Justin, Justin, tell us more about this album oh, and your boy. personal connection to it. My personal connection to this album, Nihility, by the band De- Decapitated, 2002, the year of our Lord, post-terrorism era. Um, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> yeah, the year we got to figure it out. I, I found out about this record from my friend Tom, who hosts uh, the uh, Heavy Hole podcast. Hey, Justin, What's thank you for on being on the show. <laughs> I'll hold your hand. Uh, holding hands again. <laughs> hold the hands again. Everybody's bonding. Um, this this record uh, defines death metal to me. Honestly, it's a it's it's a weird mix of your 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 phagist meets Meshuggah kind of thing to me and. Uh, there's so and many I, good I, grooves. Yeah. It's really about the groove, you know, and and, and yeah. us us like growing up, like playing music together, and then like the people that we involved to like like how we played music with, you know, all stuff, and, uh, and the groove being super important. Grooves, but fairly uh, busy grooves. Not yes, not like typical kind of like you know brutal chuggy grooves. It's smart grooves, like jazz grooves. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not like yeah, it's not Long Island chug shit. This is not like suffocation pyrexia yeah. like style. Dun 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 dun. Very, yeah, very dun, busy dun, dun. orchestrated it's, grooves. It's Polish. Know? Yeah, it's really it's kielbasa grooves. Yeah. So um, if you don't know that this band has gone through quite the lineup changes, For sure. and some of them were not exactly orchestrated, but rather a product of circumstance. They, yeah, well, they had. Well, what was it? A. You, you, I feel like you you know the facts on this. I, I do. We were decapitated fans pretty much as soon as I found them and I showed it to him. And, and this was 2004 or something. Yeah, that way we found Yeah, and uh, uh, we, it was just like that was always spinning for us. And whenever then, like, they uh, like they should they showed up in the area like 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 twice very very quickly. Um, uh, we, we saw them in the city. You know, like, yeah, we, we saw them right after uh, Organic Hallucinosis showed up. Because right. they, they weren't in the States. Uh, they showed up after that album. That was 2006 that they put that album out. And uh, that was a different singer. That was this dude named Kovan. Right. And the guy on Nihility is this dude named Sauron. He left the band because of health reasons. I don't know all the details on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but uh, you know, I, I just want to say, like, uh, when we found this band and we kind of started digging more into it, you know, uh, we were also growing up really huge Pantera fans, right? Yes. And then like finding this band and it's an it's another sort of like a groove oriented 
guitar player, drummer, group like shred, brother, group shred. You know, yeah, like, like it was another brother too. Oh yes, the original, oh, wow. the, the original drummer is Vitek, and yeah, uh, I yeah. forget the other guy's name, yeah. Vorchek. I or never uh, saw all these parallels between uh, Decapitated and Pantera. It's a very strong one at, at the least, but uh, yeah, yeah, like it's they're both like super techy and super groovy it's just like this is this weird like beat you know you live close to sweden the sugar fucking polish groove and, and a and a weird bastardization of death metal in that or at least coming from that sort of influence and mm. yeah shit yeah. and uh when, when we saw them live like you got that feeling completely when you're like there is there is no space in between like what it was a Va- Vogue or something. Vogue, like yeah, Vogue. that's the guitar player's name. Uh, yeah, yeah. The guitar player and uh, and and Vitek, the drummer. There's no space between them at all, and everybody's fucking going off. You know. Yes. Yeah, Vitek, the drummer. He died. Um, they had a bus accident. I think they were touring in Russia. Vitek on drums, Varg on guitar. Um, their original bass player Martin, and then Kovan, the second singer. And Vitek died in a. In the, in the accident and got Kovan, and Kovan got fucked up and now he's a vegetable. He's alive now. Sad. And yeah. He, yeah, it's like it's a very sad story behind decapitated. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude was uh, twenty six or something like that. Twenty three. Vitek 23. was twenty three when wow. he died. Holy fuck! He had a, he had a daughter. Cheers a year to old that daughter. Boy. Yeah, that's. But this album, I know this is this part's about albums, but also about tangents. If you say Polish death metal, most people would go Vader and then decapitated. I think. Yeah, you know, and I I like Vader, but for me this was life changing personally. I guess there's a bit of nostalgia in what I'm talking about. Well, no, you guys obviously have a personal connection to this record. I can tell that, man. You know, it's it's a great record, man. Great album. I got to revisit this too, man. It's another one that I haven't heard in a long time. It's one of the few albums that we were able to show our friends that maybe weren't into death metal, like more of our hardcore friends. You know, being growing up on Long Island, a lot of our friends, (laughs) it's just hardcore. You know, tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. So we would. like we would be able to put this one on and people can get down with this because it's yeah. so groovy all the way through. Hello, Mister. Can hi, Mister. Can I borrow your iPod for a second? Um, uh, do you have a, a spheres of madness? <laughs> do you like breakdowns? Okay, here's a better one. <laughs> I remember playing Dying Fetus for friends of mine that were into hate breed. In the yeah, late, in the great, late '90s, great crossover. Was, yeah, but they never got the vocals, man. And then for some reason, like six or seven years later, all the hate breed kids love dying fetus. Because John Gallagher has uh, two thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, look. Either way, Jamie. Jamie Johnson. Oh, yeah, I forgot Jamie Johnson. Huh? He's missing a thumb. No, but John Gallagher also, I mean, that's Heavy even up. more of a tangent. John Gallagher is a big hardcore dude. But oh, that's yeah, another yeah. band. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Um, yeah, Decapitated, Nihility. Beautiful album. Thank you for bringing this in. Nihility, so, great. This is, yeah, yeah you just album. got me all tear-eyed. So just oh. just to answer my question, they, they, were, uh, they were found not guilty of those charges, right? Yes, there was rape allegations that happened in 2017. Yeah, mm-hmm. last and, year. Uh, yeah, fucked up the band. The they, well, they were held in uh, L.A. LA County Jail. Was which, it L.A. or was it Portland? No, well, they were held in L.A. County Jail for a while, and then they were, um, because they were like still on the road, I guess, and then warrants were issued, so they were they got to California by the time the the cops, uh, you know, caught this up, and then they were extradited to, I want to say Seattle or, or somewhere in Washington State. I think State, it's Portland. I, I think it was Portland. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't have it in front of me. 
I don't want to say the wrong thing, but yeah, and then you know, then there was uh, a lot of back and forth, a lot of crazy stuff in the media, and the little metal websites had fun with it. Yeah, and then what it turned out, they dropped the woman dropped the charges, or it was a false allegation or something I, like that. I stayed pretty up on it, and uh, from what I from what I took away is that the woman who charged them had a history of false rape allegations. Yeah, yeah. and because this was a band, slightly higher profile than the typical dude, these guys got held up in America. They weren't able to go home for like seven months. Yeah. And the, the the charges were totally dropped. And I feel really bad for these dudes. Especially the members of the band who uh, had been through the accident. And the, it, Yeah, Var- well, it's only, right now it's only Varg. It's only Varg, yeah. 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 What, a, what, a, what, a, what a book that guy could write, huh? It's, yeah, right? I, I, I hope he does. And um, it's capitated to me as like Abraham Lincoln, right? Like if I listen to it, I'm going to listen to Nihility. If I want to see Abraham Lincoln, I'll watch Daniel Day-Lewis, right? I'm not going to... Watch the cowboy hat, like sort of version of, of decapitated right now. Yeah, it is. It is a little strange. I mean, decapitated the last few years has been well, the last eight years has been a little questionable in the writing and stuff. I I don't I couldn't honestly recommend that to a death metal fan. I couldn't even nah. I couldn't say that like if I was in the same situation I wouldn't be doing the same thing, you know. But uh, it's a tough spot. Uh, at the same time, like this guy's dealt the, with ultimate I like, trauma. I feel like the at their most influential was uh, was this record, Organic Hallucinosis, and before, yeah, even Winds yeah, of Creation. Winds of like, Creation, fan, so negation. Yeah, yeah this yep. the, it's it was really stacked, solid album. Yeah, for sure. And then shit happened, and yeah. then it got a little weird. And I'm sorry. Well, that. that uh, Candiria, not that any of them passed away, thankfully, but they had that big bus accident, yeah. and then they came back with an album that was kind of a departure, a little bit more melodic, you know, a little bit more commercial oriented in, in, in a lot of ways. You know, I, I don't know, man. Maybe um, just changes your whole perspective on things. I don't know, man. Or maybe you figure like we got to sell more records, we got medical bills, and we need a new band. I don't, you know, maybe it's a little bit of both. Could be very well personal too. Maybe that's just yeah. what he wants to write now. Yeah, hey man, I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm thankful. Uh, I've never been in, in, in those, those shoes, you know. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, for sure, man. But yeah, rest in peace, Tech. And uh, Nihility is one of the best albums of all time, all time. when it comes to death metal. Well, yeah. This is a crazy uh, old album pick, man. We all picked like three classic brutal death metal mm-hmm. albums, man. Like The Deeds of Flesh, The Vile, The Decapitated. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. proud of us tonight. <laughs> I'm really it. proud because yeah. like... Uh, decapitated. I know, uh, well, I know when you, we started this, like the idea was to pick up the more obscure shit, but we just had one of those nights. Just yeah. we, we have to share the goodness. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sometimes we gotta talk shit. Because we're on tour, yeah. we're driving through the night, and you gotta stay awake. Yeah, that's when you're on tour, that's when all those picks come out, man. You know, those, those, those weird picks on your phone and those those weird things on your iPod. You don't always play in front of everybody, man. Everybody gets to know each other very well. You know what I mean, man? Those weird stories come out. You know, so exactly. We shared a little bit of that with all, with all you guys uh, tonight, man. Hope 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 you enjoyed hearing all about it. You know, this is the first tour night of Heavy Hole Podcast. Yeah, I hope everyone yeah. had fun listening to this. Maybe we'll do another tour night. Yeah, Just another tour night. Fo- focus on touring. Yeah, maybe get a guest in here who's toured and done some other weird shit on tour too, man. And yeah, you know, fucking tear it up. Thanks, uh, and uh, we want to have Justin back. Thanks for joining us tonight, Justin. Thanks, well, yeah, man. Whatever you want. Yeah, man, you're uh, you got more tattoos than me, so it makes it a little more metal, man. You got more artificial brands than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for that. Cheers. <laughs> All right, peace, y'all. Later, guys.